0: Three, four, go! Thank you for tuning in to the Use Guys and That Podcast. You can find us across all podcatchers, and in our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is at Use Email us at info at useguyspod.com or useguysandthat at gmail.com. You can find our entire podcast library at useguysandthat.podbean.com.
1: You can also listen to us on youtube.com, search for Use Guys and That Podcast. You can also listen to us on bitshoot.com forward slash channel forward slash useguyspod. You can also listen to us on lberry.tv forward slash at useguyspod. And we're also on subscribestar.com forward slash useguyspod.
2: While you're at it, you can also check out our very own website. That's useguyspod.com. On there, you'll find links to all of our shows. We also have a lovely merchandise section, so if you would like to support the show, you can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs for yourself or loved ones. And Jay has also compiled a lovely suggested reading list, which I suggest you check out for educational purposes. You can also support us at our Patreon. And it's patreon.com forward slash useguyspod. We only have one tier available, and you can support us for only $2 a month. On there, we have exclusive B-sides content that we have. It's never going to get released to the public. That is for our Patreon subscribers only, and we currently have hours and hours of content on there for your listening pleasure. And there is also a chance for a new subscriber to win a T-shirt, so go ahead and if you choose to support us, you get a chance to win that T-shirt. And you can also find our Twitter handles, our personal Twitter handles. Um, J is at Jay Callow, And that's J-A-Y-C-O-L-E-A-U. Angel is at Angel underscore soundgirl. And that's A-N-G-E-L underscore S O U N D G I R L. You can find myself, uh, Chris G. I am at the bloodletting, spelled just like it sounds. And you can also find our additional host, Brian. You can find his handle at Brian P789. And just as a reminder, the show handle is at Use Guys
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we have a friend of the podcast, friend of the host, that has returned once again to uh, uh, talk about a couple of things. Sal, thanks so much for uh, coming back on to chat with us. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So you uh, recently have relocated from the East Coast down to uh, to Florida. Um, how do you like it? What's uh, Obviously, apart from the weather, what have you noticed uh, that uh, is different that you like more? Um, what was the big motivation behind moving down to
3: Florida? Oh man, well I'll tell you what. Number one, there's no income tax, which is great. Uh, you can conceal carry here, which in New Jersey, that's you know that's ten to twenty five years in Manhattan. That's like a lifetime sentence, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, it's just. It, it also, honestly, the, the the main thing is that it's a, a lower cost of living. In Jersey, I was paying uh, like. I don't know. I was paying almost two thousand dollars a month for this little one bedroom in in like the North Jersey housing projects, and now I'm in like sunny St. Petersburg. I'm paying like almost nothing. I'm paying like a third of that. Uh, so I mean, I'm it, it's great. It's great. So I, I have no complaints. Obviously, the weather's great. Um, you know, so far so good. So far so good. But. Uh, Honestly the main the main driving force to get out of there was just the lockdowns and these the the muzzling requirements. Uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't stand it anymore. I mean all of the I think we spoke about this before, but all of the the main motivations to, to stay up there. You know, in New York it was great because every night there's something to do. Whatever your interests are, you can find something, there's some meetup or some group or there's some event like pertaining to that every single night in New York City. But now with the lockdowns, that's all changed. So what is the point of paying the high cost of living? If I, you know, you can't go to a bar, you can't go to a restaurant. So what's the point of living like this? And the few places you can go, you have to be muzzled. So I said, you know what, screw it. I'm heading down to Florida. I've got some family and friends here who have been trying to get me down for a long time. And I said, you know what, let me just try it. So I made the move a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, so far, I'm, 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 I'm happy with it. I'm not regretting it.
0: I don't blame you at all on any of those uh, on any of those points. Uh, the no income tax is nice. Now, I, I, I forgive me if I'm if I'm incorrect. Have they really started to open things like I? I'm a big college football guy, and the word around the campfire was that they're going to allow larger capacities at stadiums to watch games. I think that they, they they lifted a, a shitload of restrictions that they had. Is that accurate? Have you heard any of that?
3: Yeah, yeah. All of the um, state restrictions are are have been lifted by the governor. I think the first week that I was here, the second week I was here, he not only did he lift all the restrictions, but if I understand it correctly, if anybody who had gotten in trouble because of the coronavirus lockdowns by for violating whatever you know bullshit order, um, they've been forgiven, though they've been essentially pardoned, if I understand uh, the governor down here, if I understand his order. But uh, yeah, all of the state restrictions are gone. There are some local ordinances still in place, so like. I was staying temporarily in Sarasota, which is a little bit south of here. It's it's much more conservative and older, and uh, down there nobody wears a mask. They don't even ask you for it. And uh, here in Saint Petersburg, it's a little bit younger. Um, there's a little bit more. It's a little bit more progressive. And then sometimes you, when you go into the stores here, they they expect you to wear it. But uh, obviously, I just turn around. I don't I don't shop in in those places. So. Uh. It's definitely better than Jersey, though. I mean, everywhere I went, I, w- I was getting into trouble. I could only shop at, like, three or four stores where I knew the people who were behind the register, and they weren't going to give me a hard time. So at least here I can sort of live a normal life. So, like, it's kind of
0: like America in 2019, I guess, huh? You t- took a trip back in time.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's, or, like, you know, Orwell's 1984 or something like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the three printer, uh, 3D printer business that uh, you have going, we've plugged that uh, yeah. link several times in our show uh, to uh, drive some, uh, hopefully, some of our listeners to go Thank check you. out. What is, oh, Thank you're welcome. You. It's our pleasure. Uh, how is the business going? Uh, have you, um, you, have you expanded anything? Any new products? Uh, are you seeing an uh, increase in sales? Uh, I, I imagine that the interest in 3D printers has um, really picked up a lot, especially since the threat of, you know, well, I mean, for some of us, it really doesn't matter. But, uh, for example, if uh, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Biden wins this election, a lot of uh, conservatives start to shit their pants a little bit because they think there's going to be some sort of gun control that they're going to enact, which, I mean, whatever, either way. But you know, like you said, when you have a 3D printer, that's something that you no longer really have to worry about. I was just curious right. if you've seen any impact
3: well, you know, I'll tell you what, the, the 3D printer business is, is going pretty good. Um, I have, certainly have no complaints. Um, what's encouraging to me, though, is that people are paying with cryptocurrency. I'd say probably about half to maybe a little bit more than half of all of my sales are done in cryptocurrency, which is obviously, you know, from Nagora's perspective, it's very exciting. It's exactly what you want to see. Uh, so that that that's great. Um, I am trying to expand into Europe and South America because I think that there's a big market there. But it's it's really difficult to, to nail down reliable shipping and, and just a whole a whole fulfillment operation. So I'm exploring my options. I'm thinking about working with like a third-party contractor about, you know, cause you know, the big problem is if you think about it, Latin America and Europe, these are gun-free zones, right? This is why the violence is so much higher in these places. So this is where they need the 3D. Printers. Um, so my goal, of course, is to get as many 3D printers into as many gun-free zones as possible because, you know, as soon as the, the 3D printer enters into that area, it's no longer a gun-free zone. So there's a big libertarian presence in, in Brazil and Argentina and Uruguay. I'd love to see some 3D printers down there, and uh, it's going to be our goal for like the next, probably next 12 months or so. To try to set up like i said some sort of fulfillment center we're going to try to figure something out it's been more difficult than you'd imagine though to uh even just to sell to like england it's like it's difficult so we're gonna to try to get all of it figured out hopefully we can you know get around some of these bullshit gun laws for people though i think that's wonderful i
0: think that's uh fantastic work and i'm so glad that uh you're you're you know you're actually you know putting you know uh words into action which i think is tremendous because You know, unfortunately, a lot of people, for whatever reason, are only able to stop at words. And, you know, I do feel incredibly terrible for a lot of these people who live under the yoke of some ridiculous, uh, you know, I mean, we have our own tyrants here in this country. It's not like we're, we're free of them here. But, I mean, the idea that some of these people, they literally have to apply for permission to defend themselves and then have, like, for example, I believe in Mexico... You have to go to Mexico City because there is a government-run, literally a state-run gun shop. And there's only one of them. And you have to make an appointment and travel there. You have to bribe certain people if you want to get in there ahead of time. I mean, in the meantime, you could have been murdered 50 times. I mean, you could have been... (laughs) You know what I mean? Is
3: this Mexico or New New Jersey?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Or New Jersey. Uh, Yeah. No, it's, it's Mexico, unfortunately. But I think that that's great because... The beautiful thing about 3D printing is it really does render all government efforts to, uh, to curb uh, gun co- or to enact gun control, excuse me, moot. The problem I see now is because it's become far more popular than even when I was introduced to it uh, not that long ago. I see more chatter coming from the uh, status saying that we need to regulate them, for example. Now, Chris and I couldn't figure out. There's this account up in Canada. We don't know if it's a troll account or if it's a legit account that wants to regulate 3D printers because of their ability to subvert uh, Canadian gun control efforts. So do you um, do you foresee a point in the future anytime, either near or in the distant future, that you're going to see the governments of, especially here in the United States, where this is going to be a larger topic of discussion, which is the regulation, registration, all sorts of other bullshit that they're going to pull with 3D printers? right.
3: Yeah, no, I, I could foresee them trying something like that, especially, uh, you know, some sort of light licensure program where you need to be licensed to own and operate a 3D printer and all sorts of non- regulatory nonsense I could see them trying. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to all be moot. Like you said, I don't think it's going to – it. none of it will carry any weight. If you think about it, you can't really ban, you know, hot metal and plastic. You know, so it, it, it's, it's very difficult to sort of – not only that, but the the other option that they've taken is to sort of not bend the, the physical machine, but try to bend the files. And obviously, that has been an absolute nightmare. Um, Ivan just, you know, blatantly mocks the ATF, you know, <laughs> yes, he right does. to their face on Twitter.
2: And, I fucking uh, love that dude. I know
3: uh, he's the man. I, I'm telling you, he's my favorite my favorite counter economist today. But he um, he's just, you know, he just obviously just mocks them right to their face. He had a post. Saying something like, you know, have you guys seen this new this new meme format? When it was like, uh, it's like how it started and how's it going? Have you seen this this format? Yes, yes, we have. Okay, well, did you see? Did you see, I don't, you, you might have seen his post, but it was like, uh, it was one. It was that format. It was like free speech was like the first one, and like like an article of the government trying to ban 3D printer files. And the second one was like, uh, you know, his FGC nine or something like that. It was just, it was great. Oh but yeah, yeah, not- yeah. I saw that.
0: Yeah, and it had the one with the uh, with the actual uh, right. like the AR buttstock on it. Yeah, right, right. Th- that was awesome. That they, it's just I, it's, it's so all pointless. It is pointless. I agree. Now here's a question for you. Um, I started doing a little bit of research on my own. There seems to be a growing market, and the price seems to be coming down for. Uh, to the point where we could see far more uh, metal three D printing as the technology gets better. Uh, are you? Do you think that that's something that you're going to invest in in the future?
3: I, you know, I hope so. I, I'd like to. I'd like to 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 go down that road. I'm not sure we're there yet. Um, but you know, like I said, that's that's something. There's also there's always the option of, of like a, a a mill like you can use a CNC mill or just you can go to DefCat and get um, Defense Distributed and pick up uh, a, an actual ghost gunner from Cody. But you know I would love to see metal printing and I think some of the alloys are great although I don't think that they're as strong, um, especially some of the metal PLA alloys like the mixes that you see. They're not as strong as some of the more durable filaments like the glass filled nylon from Zytel or something like that. But I hope to see 3D printing. I just don't think right now we're not there yet. I'm sorry. In so far as metal goes.
0: Well, I mean, as technology marches forward, I I hope that at some Mm -hmm. point in our lifetime, we'll see it where it's affordable for, a lot sure. of people you know what i mean i did because 3d printing as it is now i would have i personally never would have envisioned right. the capability like i, I mean, then again we are watching a master at his craft like ivan is an absolute savage that man yeah he is he is a gift to the community because <laughs> it's just the plastikov all the right. cool stuff that he's doing uh, is phenomenal does he really own uh, SharonWatts.org or whatever the hell it's called
3: I I, I, think he does. Um, I think he does he had a lot of problems with those people but it's like it's like watching Sato- the Satoshi of guns draft the white paper is like what watching Ivan work is that, that's the way that's what it reminds me of uh absolute genius absolute madman between him and Cody you know like I, I said it before the the two of them alone have done more for gun rights than every dollar donated to the NRA, every vote cast for every small government Republican. Just the two, the two innovations made by these these two individuals have completely ended the gun control debate, and I think that's absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's beautiful, and I'm so glad that we're. It's it's quite a fascinating modern age that we live in. I think it's fantastic that we're able to see it. Uh, I wanted to shift gears here real quickly. Uh, we had the last time you had come on, we had discussed the selection that's coming up, um, yeah. and uh, I w- I actually wanted to get into the numbers uh, for voter turnout because for, I've been told by social media several times where I need to go to register. It's and it's even on Instagram when I'm trying to look at um, you know posts
2: dude, of fucking oh. Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat did it too, yeah. Dude, like, every single fucking time I log into one of those goddamn apps, it's like, it's like, have you registered to vote? Like, plastered real big at the top. Like, I wish there was an option to tell them to just fuck off.
3: Right, yeah.
1: No, it's not as bad as, like, my coworkers were talking today. And they're like, we're going to go vote in person. And I can't wait because I want my vote to count. And, you know, like a (laughs) woodpecker fucking pecking at my head. And I'm like, "Uh, uh, don't say anything. Don't say anything. But it drives me nuts. I'm like, you people are fucking retarded.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's true. I, uh, I pulled up a USA Today article and it'll be in our show notes. Uh, The author of this piece here is a Jason Brennan, an opinion contributor. And this is from this year before war communism was enacted on us. And this individual says, casting a vote is thus like donating a Powerball ticket to Australian wildfire relief. 999,999,999 times out of a billion, you will achieve nothing. And I thought that that was actually brilliant. And the fact that the USA Today, a periodical of great repute, would actually publish something (laughs) like that was phenomenal. But here here are the numbers. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's not just like the Billings Gazette or something.
0: Yeah, it's not the Billings Gazette, a periodical of great note. Uh, (laughs) Looking at these numbers, I've been told, now we've talked about this before, I'm 40. So in 2000, I was told that it was the most important election of my lifetime. In 2004, if John Kerry didn't get elected, the sky would fall. In 2008, if Barack Obama didn't win. We were all racist Klansmen. And then in 2016, (laughs) we were a bunch of misogynist motherfuckers if if Mrs. Clinton didn't win. Look at these numbers real quick. Uh, In 2000, we had 209,787,000 eligible voters. 50.3% 50.3% of those people turned out to vote in the most important election in their lifetime, no less. Um, in 2004, that number increased to 55.7%. Then in 2008, 57.1%. And then in 2016, the, la- the latest installment of the most important election of your lifetime, 55.5%. So that's 1388 Roughly million Americans voted out of two hundred and fifty million. Now, the question is: When we talk about as, as far as as anarchism is concerned, there is uh, radical abstentionism is is a serious thing. A lot of people believe that voting is violent Some of them don't. Whatever. I'm not arguing about that. But have we already achieved a a massive victory when you only have fifty five percent of the population showing up to vote in what was supposed to? We were told. That once again the sky was falling. That the the earth would overheat if if people didn't vote for Mrs. Clinton, or there would be war with (laughs) God knows who else if uh, Comrade Trump didn't win. Are we finally? Are we? Did we achieve something without noticing? Because. I see a lot of apathy in these numbers, and that's not a bad thing. I used When I was a statist, I would look at this and be like, oh, this is a goddamn shame. You know, people in South Africa lined up for three days to fucking vote after apartheid. Well, I mean, it's a little bit different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's how they – but they – uh, it's, a, it's a version of, of shaming you for the sin of not <laughs> – like it's a religion, it's a cult – yeah. So they're they're shaming you like, you know, like when we when we grew up Catholic, they're like, "When's the last time you've been to confession?" It's like, "Oh my god, I've masturbated like 600 times since the last time <laughs> I went into that booth." You know what I mean? Do I got to tell them about the 599? Can I let one slip? You know what I mean? So but this is what but the berating over and over again doesn't seem to be working. It really doesn't seem to be working. There's 45% of the eligible voters in this country who aren't wasting their time. So I'll put it to, I'll put it to Sal first. Do you find those numbers hopeful, Sal? Uh,
3: you know, I do. Obviously, I, I think, you know, the, the less people participating in their system, the less legitimacy that it has. Uh, but I think, you know, that's, that's why we see the sort of begging you via social media and everywhere you turn, the sort of begging people to vote, the celebrities taking their clothes off. That's how desperate they've gotten to try to get your attention. Uh, and I think it's, that that's because the numbers are so low, and, and the system is lo- is losing legitimacy. Um, and you know, also I think a lot of this ties into economics. They they can't lose legitimacy in the in the face of a collapsing dollar, right? They, that that's that just makes the situation even worse. It turns a bad situation into a grave situation in terms of economics. So, um, yeah, you know, at the end of the day. The less people who go to the polls, the better. But it, I don't really, I don't really care. You know, <laughs> I think that U.S. I, I, think that USA Today's article was probably a little bit too uh, optimistic, right? Um, where they say you have a one in nine hundred ninety nine billion chance of, of voting and changing things. Yes. that's probably a little bit too optimistic, in my opinion. <laughs> You're probably right.
0: <laughs> you know, because
3: even even if your vote did change things, right? They would just change the vote, and we saw that with, uh, for example, you guys remember the. Vote for secession by Catalonia. They voted to secede from from the Spanish Crown, and the Spanish Crown just turned around and said, "No, no, I, <laughs> yep. I changed my yep. mind." <laughs> so you know, at, at the end of the day, they don't care about what your votes are. They're going to do whatever the hell they want. It's it's you know, you don't elect the the governor of the Federal Reserve, right? Voting is a sort of illusion uh, to people. Um, it just gives them the illusion of power and it helps lend a, a, some air of legitimacy to their scam. So, you know, the less people that do it the better, but at the end of the day, I don't really care.
0: Yeah, well said. I don't know, Chris, do you what do you think about all those numbers, man?
2: Um I mean, it's like you know, encouraging. Like, yeah, it, it it's encouraging, but there's also like a lot of fucking just like not only people that don't care, but just like Fucking stupid people out there, and that's like that's the part that scares me. <laughs> it's not, you know, like like I, I don't know. Just, there's just a lot of people that that don't care, and and they're they're fucking stupid, and and they're just totally like, even if they don't vote, like they're still like completely reliant on the state, and it's just. I mean, yeah, like I said, it, it, on the one hand, it's definitely hopeful, but I, I think if more people would like actively not participate. <laughs>
3: it's too bad Rather, we can't get those kinds of numbers. Not to, sorry, it's don't not to interrupt, but... It, oh, no, too, go ahead. It's too bad we can't get that many people to pay the income tax. Right. right? If we got yeah, those right. numbers down that low, then the whole system would just... The bottom would fall out.
2: Uh, yeah, that, I mean, would be, that, no, that would be fantastic. Like right, David, that, David that's David what Erwin
3: Schiff always spoke about. So, you know... Yeah, it's great sailing from the polls, but guess what, guys? Also... Remember that come tax season, right? Yeah, right. no kidding. Yeah,
2: there's there's definitely other methods of control but that think, are that are far more powerful.
1: Don't you think the same amount of people that vote are the same amount of people that pay tax? Because isn't it about like fifty fifty per the population about how how much government how much uh, you know percent of the population that the government collects taxes on versus the other part that doesn't pay taxes or However, that works. Like it, it's about fifty-fifty, isn't it?
0: From what, I don't know. From what, from what I understand, like uh, that was a big conservative talking point. Uh, at least when uh, I was paying attention to what they were saying, is like, well, you know, there's fifty-one percent of us that are holding up the other forty-nine percent, and it's like, well, you know, you're kind, of, you know, unfortunately, you're the you're the fucking dummy. You know, I used to we used to get really upset, like when I don't know if anybody had this this progression when they were. I know Sal kind of, you know, it was a little bit of a, a righty for a little bit, a little a small part of his life. I remember that um, you, people would shit on welfare recipients for receiving, like, the Medicaid card or getting food stamps or being able to buy, like, soda on on, on, on a fucking, on, on a welfare card. Because they didn't give you the, um, they didn't give you stamps like they did when we were kids. Like, when we were kids, they actually would kind of shame you a little bit by giving you these actual food stamps uh, and they I forget what president they had on there. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm talking about, Chris? Do you remember oh, this? I know
2: what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> and, and like I know what you're talking about.
0: WIC, like women, infants, and children, they used to give yes. you these coupons. And yeah. you would have to give one for the cheese and one for the milk. And you would get stuck behind these people. And, you know, it, would t- it was worse than getting stuck behind somebody buying lottery tickets, to scratch-off oh, tickets, God. you know, when you're trying <laughs> to pay for gas. But, you know, and I'm, I used to get mad at them just like I would get mad at people who were basically gaming the system and getting free housing and free. And now I'm like, you know, go for it. If you can get free shit from these fuckers, I mean, I, at least somebody's getting it because I'm not getting it. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm definitely not getting any of that money back. Um, I think that it's up to 51% of us are, you know, I think that's the people that 51% pay and then the other ones either get all their money back. Or what have you? No,
1: it says. Um, I, I'm. I just pulled this up really quickly. Um, but it says that in 2017, the IRS reported that one, 143.3 million people f- paid the federal income taxes for that year. Oh. Yeah. So like, it's it's roughly about half. I would say, you know, close to that. Well,
0: at the time, yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I'd That's be more too many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I agree. Right. I'd be more interested in how many of those numbers of the people that vote are the ones that actually are saying that you should go out and vote, or you know, vote or die, or you know, that that whole
2: spiel. Vote or die, you know, that old fucking Puff Daddy campaign. <clears throat> they yeah. brought it back. Le-
0: Lebron was wearing the fucking shirt, and some kid made fun of me. He goes, Lebron, I'm only 14, man. I'm not ready to die yet. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <great>. <laughs> that was great um here's a here's a great article that came from uh freakonomics i read the book a long time ago when i was younger i can't remember all the points they the one point i do remember from that book was they made the case that more people die in swimming pools than they do via guns that was that was a wonderful uh, people don't like that statistic especially you know our friends on the other side i wouldn't call them our friends i don't even know why i said that but um our um sworn enemies on the other side who would think that we should be disarmed that's a that's a very inconvenient fact that most people die or not most people excuse me more people die in uh, uh drowning in swimming pools across the fruited plain than they yeah. do from gun violence um it's a very an inconvenient fact as uh man bear pig would call it um this article <laughs> <laughs> it says why do we vote so we can tell people we voted We once wrote about reasons not to vote, at least from an economics perspective. Since a single vote almost never alters an outcome, what's in it for the voter? If a given citizen does not stand a chance of having her vote affect the outcome, why does she bother? In Switzerland, as in the United States, there exists a fairly strong social norm that a good citizen should go to the polls. As long as poll voting was the only option, there was an incentive or pressure to go to the polls, only to be seen handing in the vote. The motivation could be hope for social esteem, benefits from being perceived as a cooperator, or just the avoidance of informal sanctions. Since in small communities people know each other better and gossip about who fulfills civic duties and who doesn't, the benefits of norm adherence were particularly high in this type of community. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of Ash Wednesday when people walk around with the ashes uh, like smudged into their right. head, like, oh, look, I, I participated in the ritual. It's the same yeah. goddamn thing with the little I voted with the American flag thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I did my civic duty. I, well, I
3: didn't. <laughs> just... Right. Well, the author of the article <laughs> even said the best they, when they use the word pressure. Yes. Right? It's, that, that's what it is. They're pressuring you to be part of the, of the cult. Remember in, um, in Iraq... When they the first time they held the election, elections and everybody held up the purple thumb. Oh yeah, that's like something out of a religion. You it know? really These is. People have been baptized now into our religion. Look, and that's that's sort of what, what what's going on there.
1: I I was uh, at a football game the other day, and you know how you all everybody has to stand up and, and they do the uh, the Star Spangled Banner and. And all of that. Well, I was reminded of I don't know if you've guys seen that episode of Family Guy where everybody's standing up in church and singing and they're saying like, we're all standing and singing. So this looks much less weird or something along those lines. <laughs> and I'm like, I kind of felt like that for a second. And I'm like, I wonder, you know, if everybody else thinks that this is weird, because I've always felt weird, like my whole life standing up you know for like the star spangled banner or the pledge of allegiance or like people that were overly patriotic and like chanting the usa and all that like i've always been uncomfortable like my whole entire life so i don't know if other people feel that way and they just feel obligated to stand up because of social pressure probably the
3: pledge was written by a socialist correct Absolutely, and there was a lot of a lot of Americans at the time were were opposed to it, and they wouldn't send their, their kids. I think wow, there was a, I, I believe it was Truman. I think there was a president um, who their parents wouldn't let them uh, stand for the pledge. I believe it was Truman. But yeah, there's a lot of Americans who were opposed to it for exactly the reasons you just described. It's very cultish, and they they thought that you know you only sort of behave that way for God, not for the president.
0: Right. Yeah, that 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 your homage was supposed to be to the Almighty. In fact, you know, Christopher and I were just having a conversation about a coworker. He has a former coworker of mine, who's a uh, a very uh, a very well. He's right. He's a righty, a very religious guy. And you know, one of the things I said to Chris, I was like, hey, if I mean, if we want to break his programming, if he's really a Christian, then you know, you can't serve two masters, right? It says that in the Bible. It says one right. can't serve God and Mammon or whatever the fuck it is, uh, and you have to choose. You can't, like, worshiping the state, Like, and the thing is, is they, what's weird is they have this Bible out there, and I know this because I got it as a gift when I was younger, and it's the, called the American Patriots Bible, and they mix nationalism with uh, Christianity, and they find examples of American history to match with scripture, which is, really disgusting if you think about it i mean it's i don't know how much more blasphemous you could possibly get if you really believe that stuff
2: just the sound of that is fucking revolting oh
0: (laughs) it's you know what i think i might be able to dig it up it's got dust around here somewhere obviously i don't read that but uh it was gifted to me and i I, I I even felt uncomfortable like they had a picture of Teddy Roosevelt and like like what the fuck does TR have to do with any of this shit in the Old Testament man like G- god was just killing everybody and flooding shit and being mad at people for not listening <laughs> right. to him like what is it's TR much more, it's much like more, chop uh, your
2: pecker off and kill your son for me god <laughs> damn it
3: <laughs> Gross uh, it's well, true I'll tell you what if you if you ever take a take a trip to the Lincoln Memorial uh, or to Arlington uh, National Cemetery It's like going into a church Oh I it's, bet it's like, it's like you step into hallowed ground Or like the Jefferson Memorial It's like they really do sort of worship the. And it's, it's, of course it's only the Lincolns of, of the world Who have grown the state You know what I mean Those are the ones you worship Not any of the presidents who, who tried to uh, You know make government smaller If they ever brought to the term They would of course never be venerated Like you know TR and, the, and those guys
0: Yeah, venerated is the right word. Uh, I I don't get it, and um, I I just hope that these numbers continue to drop. I think that, uh, you know, there's almost a a satisfaction in seeing half of the country sit out, quote, the most important election in our lifetime, uh, part 10 or whatever the (laughs) fuck we're on now. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's wonderful because if if, my favorite part so far is I've been approached twice, twice (laughs) about voting. Okay. And one of them was a coworker that works in our print shop and her and I are no, are no longer on speaking terms because she, uh, she, uh, it's, it's an interesting conversation. I'm going to go through it with you. First of all, she, um, she, I, she started like, well, you know, who who do you think you're going to vote for? I said, I don't vote. I, I, I don't believe in voting. I that I, I don't pick masters for other people. Well, what do you mean by that? Somebody's still going to win. I go, I don't care how many people fucking win until the day I die. They're still not in charge of me. I, I do whatever the fuck I want, and I encourage you to do the same. We got into the conversation, and this is where things got rough. She openly admitted, like, first of all, she tried to debate with me. She's like, well, you know, I'm kind of a so, I'm, I, I vote in my own interest. I'm like, you don't say. You, you don't say. You vote in your own interest. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's like, well, and mind you, this is a middle-aged woman. She's in her 50s. Um, I'm friends with her daughter. Uh, nice. I thought that you know, I, I thought I could get along with her, but this kind of uh, tipped. Uh, this is the point where the Titanic uh, just went into the iceberg, and the whole thing went down very quickly, very quickly. Um, we got into the conversation about um, socialism, for example, and I know for a fact that I know how to articulate socialist principles better than she does because I'm a recovering Marxist. So I know what I'm talking about because I once believed in it. She literally told me, she says, well, I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, I, I, it's my own, my own self-interest to vote for people that, are, that want to have universal health care because I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford it when I'm older. And I said, but you're also in favor of lockdown, so who is going to pay the fucking taxes for you to have the free health care when you don't want anybody leaving their house? Well, <laughs> and then, and she's, well, you know, the rich people, I said, let me go ahead and stop you right there. Rich people have lawyers. Rich people have accountants. <laughs> You're not getting rich people's money. It's never going to come from them.
2: Offshore accounts, yeah.
0: Right? No, no. It comes from the working people. The working people are the ones who pay for the bullshit because they can't hide their money. They don't know. They don't have the power that rich people have. And we got into it about it. She's like, "Well, what does socialism mean anyway?" I'm like, "Do you really want to know? Would you like me to explain it to you?" No, no. I, I just, I don't think that we're. I think we're at, at an impasse. I, I think we are. And that was the end of the conversation. That was the first person who told me that I should vote. And the other person had the balls to do this to me at the dog park. I'm at the dog park with my fucking dog, man. I'm just trying to enjoy the afternoon. Hey, you, you are you, are you going to vote for uh, Joe Biden? Absolutely not. not <laughs> I would never vote for Joe Biden. I didn't know you were a Trump voter. I'm not a Trump. Why does it have to be this way?
1: I hate that. Why
0: does oh, it I have know, right? to fucking be this way? That's how that that's how binary these people's brains are. They really are conditioned like I am like first of all, not that I would vote for Batwoman. But Joe Jorgensen is a legitimate choice. It, it, I mean, really, <laughs> she is. She is a legitimate choice. That you know, if she wins five percent, she gets a fucking trophy, and then they get to up their fucking membership numbers. Like, oh, guys, look, we pulled at five and a half percent this time around. And
1: then they'll just change it to eight <laughs> percent,
3: right? Yeah, it's, it's true for the, for the debate requirements.
0: Yeah, for the de- yeah, we're gonna keep moving the goalposts, yeah. Keep moving them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she came up to me and she argued with me at the dog park, like. There's a couple of places I don't want to be bothered with politics. On the toilet or at the dog park. <laughs> These are two places that it's like, I'm supposed to be relaxing here. My dog's having a nice time. I'm minding my own fucking uh. business. You where, know?
1: Where, is some, where are you if somebody's bothering you with politics when you're on the toilet?
0: Oh, that's why you don't take that your weird. phone in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, I've, that's... Had, I've had
2: people, it's like awkward because like I have this like unspoken rule with myself where like, if I don't like speak to anybody while they're doing their business in the bathroom, but some people will. And like, I've had people like talk to me, like when I'm fucking dropping the deuce at work and it's just like, dude, this is awkward, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, why are you trying to talk to me, man? I'm out here like fucking excreting some feces. Get away from me.
3: (laughs) Hey, how's your kids doing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you're really,
2: how's the old wife doing? (laughs) Dropping them off at the pool right now. Oh
0: (laughs) shit. Literally. Uh, let me, let me ask you this. It, it, I remember as a kid, I don't know if any of you guys remember this as a kid, that talking politics used to be thing, like, in the same category as religion. Unless somebody wants, like, unless you both agree to talk about it, you were supposed to talk about it. That's why the weather is such a popular topic. Because you're not in polite company. You're not supposed to just start telling people. I think that's where I'm going with this because I've been inundated. Like Christopher said, even on fucking Snapchat they got me. Like, oh, make sure you're registered to vote. And then I keep, I keep getting this ad on Twitter, and I keep uh, uh, reporting it as being a, a, a offensive. I'm like, this is an offensive tweet because I'm sick of you telling me to fucking register to vote. I want you to leave me the fuck alone. I'm here to see what my friends are up to. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I don't – when did it become – like, I think – more to Sal's point, I think that we kind of are winning the argument if you've got to go out there – and hustle this hard to get people to, to to register to vote and show up because what's what's the big rush then if we're all such you know patriot and then this idea that the celebrities were, I heard Amy Schumer got naked like that's god. gonna hurt your chances oh, yes. already oh yeah celebrities were taking their clothes <laughs> off and Amy Schumer of all people oh
1: my god
0: I mean they're right. I mean oh god. It was the worst part of
1: 2020. (laughs) I don't know what's up with that bitch either. Like, she just needs to go someplace else. Like, she came out of nowhere. She's not funny. She, like, crawled out of a fucking maggot-infested hole and just showed up one day and, like, has been spewing diarrhea out of her mouth. She is a disgusting, disgusting person. I can't stand her.
0: Disgusting. I, I, yeah, disgusting. You're going to left the G off of there. It's fine. It's We understood it. you know, this spraying diarrhea. We got the, me- we got the message. Um, right. I think that they're bringing out the troops for this because, like, I think Sal's the one who said that it's about legitimacy. So the more people that show up and vote for the, uh, the guy with dementia, that it legitimizes the vote. Which I, one with dementia? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which one with dementia? Like, what was it that Trump was taking some sort of drug? And apparently, it can cause euphoria, and that also coincided with the period where he was like typing in caps and then ending every uh, little uh, sentence with "vote," like really big. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he was high as fuck on whatever they were pumping into him. Yeah, yeah. High as
2: giraffe pussy, man. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, I know. Sending out tweets. I know where Farmer I
3: was going. New method of control.
0: Yeah, I know where I was going with this too. So. I told Angel about this. There was a um, Tom Papa who is a, uh, a comedian, and he wrote a book. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, and Joe is a bit of a skeptic with the Rona, and Tom Papa is not. He had the balls to say, "Well, the virus, you know, this you know, we have too many people."
1: But, you know, he said the virus is killing all of the extra humans. All that the extra we have. humans.
0: Okay, there we go. There we go. So, but. Uh, from what not i'm
3: the in congress though
0: well, you no know, unfortunately not but tom right. papa has two fucking kids so once again it's a celebrity telling me hey listen we've we're, we're overpopulated well gee tom why didn't you pull out twice yeah. No, yeah. He,
1: he doesn't mean him and his friends he means you he means right, everybody exactly. that he doesn't know because he's a piece of right. fucking shit
3: yeah you're That's not kidding why they call them elites
0: right
2: he, he's talking about the surfs
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, no kidding. Uh, I just I had to bring that up before we um we switched into this uh the, this next. I'm I'm really enjoying this because the left, I, I, I listen. The right sucks too, but the, right now the meltdown, the Chernobyl-style meltdown over the uh over Judge Amy Coney Barrett is really really epic. Yes. They are shitting themselves with absolute fear. So uh, the New York Times, the failing New York Times, put together an article, a piece here that went through all of the issues. Now I wanted to ask the group: If you get a six-to-three conservative slash uh, right-wing moderate to three liberal justices, do you guys really believe they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade? I mean,
1: no, absolutely not. No. It's precedent; you can't.
0: What do you think? I don't Sal? Don't- I don't think that you are going to get bump stock bans back. No, definitely not. That's the, we're never going to see that again. We're never going to see it. And I know that the GOA, like the GOA, is is a great organization. Don't get me wrong. They they make the NRA look like complete milk toast, which is what they are. But the, the, the
2: go milk ahead milk toast. I love that adjective. It is a great <laughs> adjective, isn't it? It really it is. is.
0: And it's very. And I love it because of the description. The image that I get in my head is perfect. Um, <laughs> they keep going after the National Firearms Act. Which is great. I'd love to see the NFA repealed in, in its entirety, but w- shouldn't we tackle something that's uh, at least that's recent, so that's fresh in people's minds? Like you said, the bump stock thing. Like, how do you see this playing out? I believe this woman is going to get nominated because they changed the rules, and now you need fifty-one. Correct? Like, we don't need uh, the uh, was it sixty senators? It's now a simple right. majority. <laughs> OK, so Pence could come in. Wouldn't that? I mean, that would be a total kick in the balls. Right. Pence comes in, casts the 51st vote. Mr. Trump gets sent packing, but he still got to replace three Supreme Court justices. I mean, that Supreme is. Goodness. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of a, it's kind of a miracle for him, at least. So how do you guys see this playing out? Do you think that this lady's going to have an impact? Do you think that there's anything that they're going to bring before the court that's going to be of any noteworthiness?
3: I think that she's going to get confirmed. I think that that uh, I don't I don't expect anything to come of it. Of course, right? You know, Erwin Schiff describes it the best when he said that the, uh, he said the Supreme Court is really just nine lunatics who dress up in bat suits. <laughs> That's really all. Really you know, it, so far as what power they have. You know, we talk about the NFA or the bump stock ban, but you know what? We have 3D printers. You know, they're not going to repeal the Federal Reserve Act, but we do have gold, silver, and Bitcoin. So, you know, what these lunatics decide to enact on us, it's really all, all, it's like that meme of the the, uh, cat ball talking, and they say, oh, man, these new regulations are really going to impact the way that we fundamentally get around them. So that's 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 all I can think about. Whenever we have a new Supreme Court justice or Congress changes hands, it's just going to change the way that we avoid their bullshit rules. That's all.
0: <laughs> I think that that's I, I like once again no argument for me. I I'm enjoying it for the theater aspect of it because it's almost like it is entertainment at this point. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I do I do appreciate a little bit of her uh, stance on gun rights. I'm going to go through them real quick. Uh, in, in a 2019 dissent, Judge Barrett said that she would have limited the sweep of a federal law forbidding people with felony convictions from owning guns. She drew on originalism, a legal theory championed by Justice Antonin Scalia, that seeks to interpret the Constitution as it was originally understood. But she appeared to have gone further than her former mentor, the author of the 2008 majority opinion in the District of Columbia v. Heller, which established an individual right to own guns for self-defense in the home, Quote, nothing in our opinion, Justice Scalia wrote, should be taken to cast doubt on longstanding prohibitions on the possession of firearms by felons. In her dissent, Judge Barrett wrote that the law forbidding people with felony convictions from owning guns should not apply when crimes at issue were nonviolent. History does not support the proposition that felons lose their Second Amendment rights solely because of this, their status as felons, she wrote but it does support the proposition that the state can take the right to bear arms away from a category of people that it's deemed that that are deemed dangerous. Well, if you did that, then none of the people on Capitol Hill would be able to have guns like Senator Diane Feinstein. Exactly, right. Um I get the duality here. Like we I'm I'm just going through this. There's a lot of people in the gun community. I'm sure that you've seen posts uh all of us because we kind of roll we we kind of overlap in the circles with them a little bit because a lot of them are right-wingers. They're not exactly anarchists. But they're very, they're very excited about this lady getting confirmed because they think that they're going to be able to bring forth a lot of lawsuits to the court to repeal a lot of, quote, unconstitutional gun control. Um, but the problem is, is people in our position understand that every single law that's ever been crafted that has um, restricted firearms mm-hmm. is a violation of the Second Amendment if we're going to play the Constitution game. Um, it's definitely a violation of human rights because it restricts my right to defend myself. Um, I, I'm just excited to see how this plays out because also, take this into consideration, everyone, if this election becomes contested, how does this get settled? Because I believe Gore v, it was Gore v. Bush in the Supreme Court. So if Trump gets another one in there, it goes 6-3, to three Quote swinging to the right, and then they they certify the election for Mr. Trump and get him reelected. We could look at, at at a situation where there's literally an open insurrection,
3: like the, the people liberals would be, literal head explosions spontaneously <laughs> yeah. combusting in the streets.
1: Yes, <laughs>
3: yes, that's exactly where I'm getting
0: at. I
1: just think it's just more. Uh... I guess for lack of a better word that I'm trying to find in my brain right now, political drama. It's just, it's never, that's never going to happen. It's just a narrative to like make everybody pissed off in my opinion that that, well, the people that it pisses off anyway, right? Like it's just a made up script, a made up storyline in the episode that is the shit show that we call America.
3: All right. Okay.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Good. I'm sorry.
3: Just, 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 sorry, not to interrupt, but getting back to what you were saying about, um, Judge Barrett, but they call her machine gun mommy. I've heard, I've seen people on Twitter calling her machine gun mommy because she's, one of the, her things is that she opposes the machine gun ban. So, look, that, that's all great, and I, I, I love the, I love the idea of it, but at the end of the day, and of course I don't encourage anybody to do anything illegal, but you could just – if if you know, if a criminal is intent on having a machine gun and a fully automatic, they can just get a you know a 3D printer and, and print yourself out some parts, and before you know it, you can have a steer in your hand. So, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, I'm a big proponent of direct action over political action. But like you said, I do think it could be promising. It will at least be interesting for entertainment purposes.
0: Yeah, that's the thing that I'm looking forward to especially because it does – I don't hate the the lefties more than the state, and I think that's something that a point that Jeremiah makes very frequently. And I think that he's right that a lot of people on the bottom right quadrant hate people on the bottom left quadrant more than they hate the state. Like they're willing to take sides with the cops and the government when they're going after communists in the streets as opposed to realizing and that, you know, that the state is always going to be the villain of every story uh, before right. the other groups on the uh, on the bottom of the quadrant um if uh it doesn't matter who's in charge either you know no it really doesn't it really doesn't i i um i i really hope that this that there is an opportunity in the future to have some sort of 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 this uh this bottom unity this anarcho coalitionism that jeremiah talks about because you know we're all big fans of jeremiah's extremely intelligent individual uh, i i love the idea of it and unfortunately not only you know when we've talked about um certain individuals who masquerade as anarchists it's not just on the left it's unfortunately on the right and we see it regularly um with people who identify as anarchists or ancaps and then you see a hashtag um i'm with joe or jojo 2020 or whatever the fuck it is and it's like hold on build a second. the wall yeah, build the wall really yeah yeah <laughs> F- fuck those goddamn immigrants um yeah, just terrible stuff that, you know, I unfortunately, I don't know how optimistic I am about that. But hopefully it's something that comes to fruition. Um, I I don't know how this is going to play out. I know a lot of people are worried about abortion to get back to the, um, to the discussion about this judge. Uh, I know that they're worried about the Affordable Health Care Act. I think that that's a huge thing. Now, I don't know why they're upset about it because, you know, when... Um, when they passed it, I believe it was uh, crafted by the insurance companies. So the very people that they continue <coughs> to pay their premiums right. to are the ones who wrote the bill anyway. So I'm not sure striking. Ironic. It, isn't how, it? Yeah, how ironic is that? Like, yeah. Remember that? Do you remember that? Christopher, I know you remember this. They accused Barack, and I and I fell into this category for it. He's a goddamn socialist. What a crock of shit. A socialist would have done single payer and would have crucified the banks for taking all of that fucking money. None of that happened. Barack didn't do any of that no. shit. Like, he didn't. He Dude, was... No, no,
2: no. <laughs> he, he as a matter definitely... of fact, he, uh, he bailed out the banks. Right. <laughs> like, right off the rip as soon as he got into office. Like, George W. Bush started the proceedings, and, and then here comes Barack Obama and says, oh, hey, let's give these banks billions of dollars, and the taxpayers will fork the fucking bill. Yeah, we can bail out Wall
3: Street, but not Main Street. But, you know... What a joke. What a joke. Uh, you know, I don't know. It it really does sort of drive me drive me nuts at the end of the day though. I mean, I don't know. It just it's sort of discouraging at the same time, too, if you think about it.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. It definitely is discouraging. Uh that's why I think it's best to stay off of these things. Like I'm going to have to take a uh... I'm going to have to take some Ambien and stay off of Twitter <laughs> on election night cuz I don't want to be paying attention.
3: <laughs> it's almost like
0: you a might cheaper, pull, you returning might pull a
2: Roseanne and out. say yeah. something racist. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
0: no, really. I I I I can't stomach it. And the worst part about it is is like I was telling Angel the other day, you drive it down the street and you got these signs for, you know, not only uh, uh, the uh, the two um, septuagenarians running for office uh, you know, the the Democrats selected a very diverse group of people who were literally from the power structure. Very nicely done. Uh, and then, of course, you have the state and vote for this judge and vote for this person and send this person to the state legislature and all this other shit. It really is WWE bullshit. Like, when did it become cool to put now somebody in our town... Uh, actually put out uh, a Wu-Tang is forever.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool.
0: Did you see pictures of that thing? Yeah. Yeah, somebody put out a Wu-Tang is forever. Now, that's something that we can all get behind. That's (laughs) definitely something that we can support. But, yeah, I see. And then other ones I see, like, well, you know, Jesus is our only salvation, 2020. And it's like, well, he's obviously very busy right now. He's <laughs> yeah. not worried about you because this shit's gone to hell in a handbasket. Well,
3: that's why, that's why I sell the, uh, the Nobody 2020 t-shirts because, you know, nobody, nobody tells the truth. Nobody will save you. Nobody's going to pay for your health care. Nobody's going to give you, you know, free maternity leave vote for nobody because nobody keeps their promises so
0: yeah (laughs) yeah well said um now that you live down in florida like what are you going to do for vacation bro like now you have to step it up you like you live in vacation land a little bit like are you going to like think about going to like do you have to go to like the virgin islands or the bahamas now are you going to look for like are you going to go back up to the north where it's cold so you can remind yourself why you left it behind like how's this going to work out for you
3: i was thinking about just moving around and sort of being like nomadic but the problem right now is is the coronavirus and they have sort of everything shut down so my options are are sort of limited i don't know where i'm going to wind up next i was you know i I wanted to go to bali um i was supposed to be in southeast asia at this point of the year but you need to get a COVID test to get into indonesia which i of course I'm, i'm It'll be a cold, cold day in hell before the government swabs my brain. That'll uh, never happen. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll look at pictures of Indonesia before I do that. So <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm here in Florida. We'll see where the wind blows. But I, I I'm definitely have my sights set on a few different locations right now.
0: All right. Well, that works. Uh, do you have anything big coming up that uh, you would like to tell the audience that you're working on or any guests that, on the, uh, that are going to be coming on to the Agora? Any projects apart from your 3D printing?
3: Oh, yeah. Well, let's see. Um, Pete and I are going to do an episode of the Agora. I got a, an email from a listener who's a beginner. They're new to agorism and they basically sent me a list of like a whole bunch of really great questions for like, you know, introductory agorism. So Pete and I are going to go through them probably next week. Um, but other than that, I mean, if, if you know, depending on where your listeners are, we're going to be hopefully, like I said earlier, expanding um 3d printer sales into europe and, and south america so that that's really what i'm sort of focused on right now trying to get that done and uh you know we'll see we'll see what what you know time brings i'm excited that i have you know some more free time now that i'm here in florida that i can you know sort of focus on uh you know producing more content and stuff like that
0: outstanding uh is there anything like um, upgrades for three D printers that you recommend for people who already have Enders, Ender, Ender threes? Like, is there? We've I know for a fact that if you swap out uh, some of the tips, you can get. You can. Um, that's an upgrade that uh, helps you produce, uh, or at least assist you in the production of uh, uh, different uh, different stuff. Like, what do you recommend right. for people? <clears throat>
3: um, well, it really depends what you're looking for. Uh, there are some pretty cool upgrades you can get. Like, you can get a laser engraver which just sort of hooks up to your ender. And you can uh, basically just etch stuff into wood. That's pretty cool. Also, there's, um, there's a, it's called the BL Touch Bed Leveler, which is a pretty interesting device. Check that out on YouTube, it, it looks pretty cool. And it just sort of levels your bed automatically for you, but it changes colors, and it, it's got this sort of plastic looking nozzle on, it. it's pretty nifty. Those are probably my two favorite upgrades, one of the biggest upgrades I really recommend for people is to pick up the uh, the PET G board because that really makes your your prints. You know, especially on the, on the classic Ender, the earlier Ender lines, you're definitely going to want to upgrade your bed. So that that those are probably the main three that I would recommend. The first two are pretty cool. The last one is sort of necessary for like functionality. Outstanding. And um, do
0: you carry any of these accessories yet on your website?
3: I do. I do. We sell the laser engraver. We've got all the boards. I'm actually going to be adding the BL-Touch pretty soon, but uh, it's interesting because the BL-Touch fits the Ender 3, the Ender 3 Pro, and the Ender 3X, but it doesn't fit um, like the V2 or the CR6. I mean, technically, it can fit. You can make it work, but it's not really built for that, so I, I have got to sort of sort through all that stuff. But uh, most of it, yeah, most of it, you can find all that stuff at 3 com. Uh, just click on the main menu and just go right over to upgrades.
0: Outstanding. Uh, I'm going to throw it out to the floor. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to talk about before we uh, get the heck out of here?
1: I do not. Thank you, sir. Uh, Christopher. Um.
2: Actually, I just wanted to point out like a quick fact because I didn't uh, didn't speak up when we were talking about uh, Barrett earlier. Uh, you'd mentioned like Roe v. Wade.
0: Yes, and like
2: everybody's like freaking out about that, like thinking they're going to repeal it. But let's uh, let's all suspend our belief for just a moment and pretend the theater's real. Um, <laughs> Roe v. Wade in '73 was actually won on a majority uh, Supreme Court that was supported or nominated by Republican nominees. Like five of the seven votes were all Republican nominated justices.
3: How about that? Yeah, I remember studying some, I forget what book I was reading, but they were like, because if you you actually read the Roe v. Wade decision, it's all based on this right to privacy. But if you actually look in the Constitution, nowhere does it say that there's a right to privacy. So I forget what what book I was reading, but they were like, oh, the judges in that case were sort of like cheerleaders, like, give me a P, give me an R, give me an (laughs) I, and they just spelled out privacy right out of the Constitution because they couldn't find it anywhere, so...
0: Isn't that interesting about the Constitution that, you know, you went from the Declaration of Independence that said that, you know, if your government becomes tyrannical, that you have an obligation to remove it. And then you fast forward, we went through the Articles of Confederation, and then there was a coup to create the Constitution where it went from, you think about it, you went from literal insurrection, okay, like you overthrow the government, get rid of it, it's terrible, to, well, you have the right to peaceably assemble and uh, uh, address your uh, redress your grievances to the state. So, there in that short amount of time between Jefferson penning this, uh, the, you know, the expert on human liberty who had uh, human beings in chains on his property, um, the expert on human liberty, he told us, "Hey, listen, it's okay to overthrow your government, but not when no, we're it. in charge. When we're in charge, you can ask us to try to fix shit." but no we're not having this insurrectionary because that's literally we went in in less than a generation the same people who were like you know holding the declaration of independence in their hand like it was holy scripture like it was godfire and then the and the same group of people are like well now that we won we're going to go ahead and dial back that revolutionary spirit and we're just going to say mm-hmm. you can ask for permission to change things you understand me and do it peaceably None yeah. of that malarkey out there in the streets where you're going to start hanging people and, and starting tar and feathering. <laughs> none of that codswallop. There would no
2: tomfoolery. Goddamn. None whatsoever.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame. It's, it's, it's amazing how we, the, the revolutionary spirit, that like, there was a lot of promise, let's say. And, you know Again, these words written by a man who was fucking his slaves, okay? 100%. A hundred percent that it's undeniable. He was OK. <laughs> right. he, he owned human beings and he was going to be the foremost champion on liberty. I mean, it is kind of ridiculous. But anyway, let's take his words at face value and say that, you know, you have an obligation to overthrow the government when it becomes tyrannical except after we win once when once we win and king george is no longer is, is now a distant memory and no longer an issue then it's cue up bitch you better apply for that fucking permit if you want to block traffic if you're upset because our king's men are killing people in the streets so um <laughs> the promise that the promise that was once uh, that was that was lost instantly uh, thank you very little. Uh, I don't have anything else. I'm, I'm getting very upset just thinking about it, and that's an entirely <laughs> another podcast, and I'm sure Sal has better <laughs> things to do than hear me bitch and complain about the goddamn revolution, how they fucked it up from minute one. Um, right. So I apologize. Thanks,
2: I hate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks,
0: I hate it. Yeah, really. Uh, three Thaddeus Russells, a renegade history of the United States, if you really want to feel depressed, because he'll actually show you how people, uh, with the exception of African slaves, uh, the colonists were more free before the revolution than they were after the revolution, especially when the Puritans from New England came down and just, you know, mm-hmm. pulled down their pants and shat all over everything. Fucking shit all over everything. Oh, God. Um, I re- I'm sorry if I repeat myself, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, Feel free to go to patreon.com forward slash useguyspod if you enjoy this kind of content. We have extra stuff on there. We have B-sides that are exclusive for our Patreon members. So don't forget, sign up, useguyspod on the Patreon. B-sides exclusive, never to be released to the public, and you have the chance of getting a free t-shirt. And you can ask our guest Sal Sal, are the t-shirts cool or what? I wear
3: them, I rock them every time I do a video interview. Every time.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I
0: love it. Thank you. I love it Thank you very much. <laughs> um, if anybody has anything else, we're gonna wrap it up. Anybody?
1: No, I'm good. Thanks, Sal, for coming on. Always enjoy the talking with you. Me.
0: Yes, Sal. Thank you very much for coming on to the show. We uh we always appreciate it. Uh Christopher, are you good?
2: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, man. Like uh just yeah, thanks, Sal, for joining us, man. It's always awesome talking with you, dude.
0: Thank you guys for having me. I love coming on. We should do it again. Yeah, well, we will, we will. We have some specials coming up <laughs> here sure. pretty soon, uh, and uh, of course, uh, you'll be uh, you're at the top of the list as far as people we would love to have uh, come on and chat with us for a special. So, uh, we'll be in we'll be in touch soon. Um, in closing, I'd like to say hi to our international listeners from France, Australia, Spain, the United Kingdom, Romania, Italy, Belgium, Bre- uh, Brazil, Greece, Holland, Sweden, Finland. Canada, Poland, Germany, India, Russia, Portugal, Croatia, Puerto Rico, and Argentina. And, of course, Sal's website, if you're looking for 3D printers, it's 3DPrinterGoBrrr.com. That's three R's, B-R-R-R dot com. i also like to have a shout-out to my boy. Paul B. from B-Town, the the crazy (laughs) anarchist who's um, sending me literal novels worth of text messages. We love you, Paul. Thank you very much for listening from minute one. Uh, You're an essential guy. Keep waving that black flag from B-Town. We appreciate it Uh, from all of us. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye.
2: Peace. (laughs)